Sun Tzu said, the art of war recognizes nine varieties of ground. One, dispersive ground. Two, facile ground. Three, contentious ground. Four, open ground. Five, ground of intersecting highways. Six, serious ground. Seven, difficult ground. Eight, hemmed-in ground. Nine, desperate ground. This is Common Ground Attack, a political podcast among best of friends, with your hosts, Joshua Heffley and Eddie Espinosa. Yes, so welcome everybody. Uh, welcome to Common Ground Attack. Um, um, no, I am not a different host. My voice may sound a little different from my earlier podcasts, um, but I've recently gotten a job where I'm working outside and yelling through a mask at a lot of people. So <laughs> um, I just got off a 10 hour shift, so it's probably sounding a little bit different than what it normally does. So. And that's our deadly sodium Joshua Heffley speaking, by the way. My yep, voice absolutely. is not very different, even though I almost died. And my name is Eddie, Eddie Espinosa, Baron 5X on the internet. Hey. Absolutely. Um, <sighs> talk about that. Talk about that, Eddie, about yeah. your near-death experience. If you've been following us and wondered where we've been the last like month and a half, it's because I was almost dying. I got COVID. It happened. From, from COVID. Yep. From COVID, of all things. COVID. Of all, of all the talking we, we did and all the warnings we gave here and all the things that we talked about here, I ended up actually getting COVID. It sucked. It was scary. Yeah, and guess Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it was scary. <laughs> and guess what? Oh, I was saying, guess what? I haven't had it yet. Yeah, well, hope <laughs> I hope you don't. I would not wish it on anybody. And it isn't even like if it was immediate. Obviously, not immediately, Daddy. We know, we know the numbers, but... But it, even in my family, I I got really sick, which just generally speaking wasn't great. But I'm a single dude, so it didn't affect my life that much. But I can only imagine someone who has a has a family deal with getting sick. And then my my yeah. pops got super fucking sick. He was hospitalized. So he, the way I put it is, we, we were two strings away from cutting from his cord being cut. So so yeah, fuck you all for not wearing your masks because we would be done but this by now if you're all were fucking doing what you're supposed to be doing and we wouldn't have to almost die so. oh, but the thing is it's unconstitutional remember yeah 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 <laughs> I will, and when when me and my father die i will be sure to appeal that decision in heaven court, oh yeah obviously. absolutely in the supreme, absolutely. supreme court right that's what you do in the afterlife you can sue for wrongful death wrongful death of uh unconstitutional covid yeah so so thanks everybody and now we're going to be doing this for like another year because we, we just can't get our shit together oh yeah for a long time and and it's exactly why it's exactly right it's because we just can't get get our shit together we, we we're sitting here going like oh well you know politicize a disease a freaking disease and we politicized it I'm just so sick of hearing about people who politicize these diseases. Yeah, I mean, we should just so be tired of hearing it. how it's. Yeah, 
Celsius is sick of hearing how the doctors and scientists are unconstitutional. They're not. And, and I don't know if they're not They're enough. scientists and doctors. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if we expressed this enough in the beginning when we've been talking about this, but like a lot of the things I've been hearing is, oh, things change and they don't know. It's like, well, yeah, of course, nothing is certain at this point. This thing is new. It, like, there's this is a whole new world for even the most educated and most experienced of doctors in this case. So of course, things are changing and we're tweaking things to to best fit and you know how we can move on and but also be careful like of course that stuff's going to change you should be on top of that and not take it as an excuse like oh the doctors don't know what they're talking about they keep changing things <laughs> yeah yeah and i've heard that so much i've heard that so much and, and 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 now yeah now it's affected me personally you you motherfuckers almost killed me so thanks a lot and i'm still hurt next now i got a leg thing that is being complicated by having covid and now dad same thing so yeah I'm taking a little bit personally, and it's probably going to show in the recording of this episode. So I apologize in advance, but not really because it's all your fucking fault. Uh, I mean, it is. <laughs> it is to the <sighs> listeners, to the viewers like you. It's all your fault. <laughs> and viewers, you almost killed my, <laughs> viewers like you. You almost killed my best friend. <laughs> well, anyway, I mean, obviously, most, if you're listening to this, you probably. I would hope you're doing the right thing, but sometimes I wonder. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I wonder. So, well, let's work on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly. <laughs> sometimes I wonder. <laughs> there's a lot of people that. <laughs> so, but yeah, you, you know. Now we've all uh, built up. Let's put it in some direction. How about that, Hefley? I'm very glad that you're feeling better, though. Like to be honest, it's. You're right. You shouldn't wish a disease on, especially one as impactful as COVID, on anybody. Um, yeah, and, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Right, and, and that's the thing is, is this a, a lot of people are still saying like, "Well, it's not as bad as the flu. It's not as bad as it. It's like, ugh, just, just stop it. You know, it's not affecting as many people as the flu. Like, I don't even I'll, think it's affecting as many people as the flu." I'll even give you. Let's let's just for the sake of, the, of this conversation, I'll give you that maybe it is not as deadly as the flu. But you know, what was one of the most traumatizing thing about the, that those few weeks that I had, that I had COVID, like in in I was in the grid of it, is that I had What's nothing that? to think about. When you have the flu, there's there's decades of like, okay, if you have the flu, this could happen and this happens and this happens. There's a flow to it. With COVID, there's yeah. none of that shit because it affects everybody a little bit differently. So not only am I dealing yeah. with being like a strong flu at the time that it's happening, the whole time we're thinking, is this the work that's going to get? What new symptom am I going to have tomorrow? Is this going to fucking kill me? Because you don't know. And we have nothing to fight against it. So not only am I just sitting in bed being sick and, and feeling like shit, I'm also thinking, is this it for me? Because, and that's not being dramatic. It's just like, I have no idea. There is nothing, there's nothing we can refer to at this point because again it's brand new so there's a, such an unlevel uncertainty and it doesn't help that it, it was if we had just been a little bit careful I wouldn't have to have been in that position right <clears throat> what was that uh, you know Uncle Joe coming over to the party not wearing the mask <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah it's I think that's uh, Gruesome Newsome who said that governor of California Wait, wait, wait. I, say that again. I think I missed something. Uh, so my my uh, my family obviously lives in California. So mm -hmm. their governor uh, Newsom, and mm -hmm. 
a lot of people call him Gruesome Newsome, uh, but that's just because he's you know it rhymes, it's catchy. Yeah, it's a great, nickname. Um, great nickname. Yeah, exactly. You're I, I mean, I would awesome. if 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 I was him, I would own up to it. To be honest, I'd be like, yeah, I'm Gruesome Newsome, what of it? Sh- uh, but you should get a WWE but, deal. Yeah, right. <laughs> like Donald Gruesome Trump. Newsome. <laughs> um but anyway he was talking about how how it's it, it's like the biggest worry isn't going out you know wearing a mask and going out to the 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 bars the nightclubs and all that kind of stuff the biggest worry is you're at home with your family and uncle joe comes over and he doesn't wear the mask and he plays with your your little cousin and he has he's asymptomatic and he has covid that's yeah, the biggest that, issue that was another thing you know the, the three. So ultimately, and even, me, my mother, and, even, and my father got sick, but not, not, but not my brother. And they were hanging out with us the day before we started getting the, the serious symptoms. It's like some freaking miracle they didn't get sick. So, yeah, right, right. They they could have been asymptomatic. Yeah. All of them. Are you, and, and we have we don't even know because they didn't get tested ultimately, so we don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but uh, but that's the thing is like I was telling my mom about it and I was like yeah and uh, you know Eddie got Eddie got COVID and his dad and his mom and all that and they got what was it like July fourth yeah the fourth, July fourth was the day we're like oh shit we have COVID probably but that was obviously before testing we got tested a few days later but yeah 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 but at that point you're like what else so, is it gonna be <laughs> right so it was like one of those things it's like. It's like I was telling my mom, was like, but, the, you know, because she was telling me, she's like, yeah, Gruesome Newsome, but she was being critical of it. She's like, Gruesome Newsome was on the TV, and he was saying, you know, it's not, it's Uncle Joe at the family party and everything. I was like, that's exactly what happened to Eddie, though. Mm-hmm. That's how he got COVID. It was family, get together, and that's how his mom and dad got COVID. You know, it, it's it's like you can't you can't sit there and take what a politician is saying about a disease and be like – that's it. That's, you know, who cares about what the politicians are saying? I care about what the scientists are saying about it. Mm-hmm. And the scientists are saying wear a mask. Yeah. Wear and, a mask. And by me visiting my family, that was not, you know, that was against recommendations that we've been talking about for a long time. And I guess I knew that was a risk. But, man, when you're living in the middle of it, you're like, shit. <laughs> like, was this worth yeah. it? And, yeah. And ultimately, I, I, I still think about that sometimes. Like, shit. Like, I made a decision to go see my family, and that's what got me COVID. So, yeah. Like, what yeah. do I do with that now? <laughs> well, and that sucks. Like, I don't, I honestly don't know what to do with that information. I still have to process that. But yeah, it's it's gonna be it's. Yeah, I mean, there's just a lot to process though. Yeah. So, I mean, not just COVID update, but you know, the general theme of everything is obviously politics. So we got to talk about some politics. Ready, ready to move on then. Oh yes. Okay. Oh so, yes. So some big news that's happened in the recent, like I guess the last week, right? Because I think it was a week from tomorrow of this recording that the announcement went out for the, the Joe Biden's VP pick. That was either week. Oh my god. Ago, okay. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. So Kamala Harris. In case, in case you're living under a rock and you just happen to listen to only our podcast and you don't know, Kamala Harris, uh, former former candidate, potential candidate, now running mate for Joe Biden in the Woohoo. What are the Democrats doing? 
What are the so, Democrats so, think? Like, you, should I rant or should I actually break this down? And I don't know which oh, one I want to do. Oh, rant. Rant away, Eddie, because the Democrats are the Democrats are just so look, mind-bogglingly stupid right so, now. So look, because there's, I, there are definitely two sides of this, but obviously I, I lean more toward one side of it, but also I'll, I'll start out with that one. After months of protest specifically about a forceful police force, General, a general, generally forceful police force. Whether or not you think all cops are bad or whatever you, your stance is on that, there has been criticism by how police have treated people and how particular people, to put it that way. There's criticism for that. Not Warranted. only did we get a Warranted vice president, uh, yeah. Not only did we get a nominee who was the architect for the, the nine, the late '80s, early '90s of. You know, crime enforcement in the world that has shaped what we have today. His VP pick is one is one of the most aggressive prosecutors we have in for California, who's was enforcing all the same shit Biden put out there to play with. That and mm -hmm. it's funny because a lot of this stuff wasn't new to me with the announcement because this is kind of the criticisms that were already out there when she was uh, you know trying to win a nomination when she was running for the nomination that. On one hand, I think she's a pretty good senator. I like what she does on the Senate floor, but it does not excuse her actions as a as a attorney general. I think she was attorney general. She was a prosecutor for sure. But I think she was a California attorney general. I couldn't. Re I can't remember. I couldn't tell you um, right now. The, and a lot of that falls in line with over prosecution, especially drugs. And yep. the I guess we'll we'll say the the numbers skewed toward people of color when it came to those convictions. And a lot of other just like unfortunate practices. So, yeah, in the wake of all these protests or these warranted criticisms, these are who we have representing the Democratic Party for 2020. And it just sounds so yeah, deaf. Joe. It, it, well, it's not even tone deaf. It, 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 and here's the thing, and and I'm unfairly criticizing the Democratic Party for being stupid. They're being <laughs> absolutely ignorant about everything that's going on. It's, it's, if you're the Democratic Party and you have a chance to go and take down Donald Trump, and you think that your best candidate to be able to do that is Joe almost Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Biden. Or I should say, almost Donald Trump. Joe wants to be more Trump than Trump Biden. <laughs> right. And then and then you go and then you go, look, okay, okay. A lot of like you're saying, a lot of criticism coming against the police. A lot of criticism. Uh they're beating people down in the streets. They're targeting African American citizens. Hell, since the 1980s like you mentioned earlier, um, we were creating and establishing a prison culture within a lot of communities within inner cities. We were feeding drugs into the inner city. Uh, the CIA was allegedly, quote unquote, allegedly feeding Damn drugs into prison. the inner cities. Uh, everything. It's still allegedly. Yeah. Keep yeah. in mind. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but we all know. <laughs> we all know the CIA was feeding drugs into into the inner cities and then you have joe biden and kamala harris and a bunch of other people who are coming in and just ripping these communities apart ripping people away from their families stuff like that because because they were put on the drugs from uh, they were supplied to them by the united states government 
So it's 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 kind of a weird situation where it was we actively went in, started deteriorating in inner cities, created a prison culture in there, and now you got kids that are growing up and kids that are living, uh, that are in their you know thirties, forties who all they know is prison life because their dad went to prison. Then they went to prison. Then they went to prison again, and now their sons are going to prison. It, it's just a yeah. whole huge cycle. It, I mean, it's just continually going, and it's really it started back then, and it started with those kind of laws, with those let's throw everybody who smokes marijuana in jail. And it's a cycle that, let's, that everyone in a privileged position expects them to solve them to exit themselves. You're in that cycle. We royal we put you in that cycle, but we expect you to get out of it. If you if you really value choice, it's your responsibility yeah. out of the cycle. Well, and the and the big thing is is, is you know they've done all of that. Uh, so just a big thing. It's already been proven that you know instead of uh, instead of you know kicking somebody into jail because if you put somebody in jail, they're just going to be they're just going to become recidivists, uh, recidivists or whatever the hell you how mm-hmm. you say it, recidivism. Uh, they, they're just going to go back to jail because jail is meant to be a reformation center. So it's supposed to be going like, hey, look, you know, you messed up it, with the exception of, you know, heinous crimes like uh, uh, pedophilia or murder or anything like that. Like the, those are heinous crimes and there should be a special like there should be special places for those type of people. But for like drug abusers. You gotta throw a drug abuser with a murderer. They need help. They need. Re- they need, need help. They don't need information. Yeah, they don't need to be thrown in jail and learn prison culture and then pass that on to their children, who are then gonna learn prison culture on their own. Yeah, it, it's it's a nightmare scenario. And it's been going on for years, and that's part of the reason why nowadays you have all of these you have all of these movements and everything where people are becoming more and more divided. It's because it's we've been creating this since the eighties, since the seventies and eighties, and, and we're just now bearing the fruits of it. And one of the architects is running for president, and then someone exactly up that mantle is, is is now the VP candidate. And 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 I I think at this point it goes without saying that we don't I don't think the other side is any better at it. It's just that for the party that is trying to change literally change who's in charge, this is this is the hand they play, like. <laughs> and again, they're not they're not being they're not being stupid about it, because it's it's has nothing to do with trying to get Donald Trump out of office. They're very secure in the in the idea that they're going to get Donald Trump out of the office just because Donald Trump is such an asshole. He's such a dick. But he, here's the thing. They were so sure about Hillary Clinton be, being taken out of office. Mm-hmm. So their idiocy comes from the idea of their – Overconfidence, yeah, over they're, security. They're being presumptive about the, the end result already. But they the think, thing they is, is they be... don't. But the thing is, is everybody's being deluded and fooled into thinking that the Democratic Party cares about the people. They don't. You were listening to a just like the Republicans. Podcast. They don't care. For more, you, you're flipping two sides of the same coin. Visit pleasure. Wait, 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 sorry. Oh, my podcast started playing. <laughs> the podcast oh, I'm listening to. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> That was not a sponsor, everybody. That was just a podcast.
Um, but but I was saying like you know a lot of people are being deluded and fooled into believing that the Democratic Party cares about the people. They well, don't. I, I think really it goes don't. back to what we said about Joe Biden before. I I think they generally think they're trying to do the best for the people. They're just so stuck on their ways that like they, you, like this is the way to to fix everything. If you don't like it, well, just like Joe Biden said, if you don't vote for me, then you ain't black. <laughs> like that's how their, their attitude is. That they think they're so sure that they are the solution and that their way is the solution. Anything else is like, why are you wasting everybody's time? Instead of actually taking it as a critique and a ch- an opportunity for growth. Which I think ultimately is the problem that we have with these two candidates. That Right, they, they, they're just... Their potential for growth is still in question. Biden for sure. Biden, I think there is a I sliver think... of, of hope for, um, for, for Harris. I, she, she, now that she's in the spotlight, it, she, it depends a lot to see what you know what happens in the next few weeks. How she takes on the criticism that she so rightly is that is rightly warranted. To see how she takes it on, and then maybe there's a chance that she will be a lot less rough around the edges now that she's had a chance to process all this, or not. Maybe we, you know, if she doesn't, we won't be surprised at this point. It will be a welcome change if someone like if she's someone who I will act like she listens. And like I was saying before, I think she's had a respectable run in Senate. I, I, don't, I think there's very little criticism for her role in the Senate. In the Senate. But how that translates to how being a VP with executive, executive authority. We've seen her We've authority seen before and it doesn't look good, so we need some assurances that it's not going to be a repeat. And it's just hoping that they are willing to, you know, show us show that us. there's some change there's going some. on. Man, you're getting an echo from your end, by the way, from me. Halfway? Oh no, we're having computer issues. Oh, I lost him. Hello? Welcome back. Dude, okay, that was weird. I think my phone just like kicked me out of my headset <laughs> and then every time I kept every time I kept like trying to unplug it and plug it back in, it was just like, what what are you trying to do? Like why are you doing this? Like stop it. Uh, and I was trying to I was trying to contact you, but it was still going through the mic somehow. <laughs> oh my but like I don't know why. I don't know why the volume I could hear you off of my phone, but I couldn't hear you off of my headset. It was being really stupid and weird. Well, I was done with my point anyway, so I just said, yeah. I, I think you heard most of what I really needed to say, so. Uh, I kind of did, just because I was sitting here going, what in the world is wrong with my headset? Like, fiddling around with everything. The too long didn't listen is that I think Harris has potential for growth more than Biden, for sure. It just, the next few weeks will tell how much of that is can be actualized well i mean and i don't i don't even i'm, I'm not going to look at it as potential for growth or anything like that i I'm, I'm just looking at it as an utterly moronic idea to present somebody like that yeah. to present a joe biden to present a donald trump I, I, our government should be doing better than this 
You know, and then and, the and worst it, part is that there's room for cynicism in this. Like, did they choose? Did they choose her because she's a black woman and that looks good, or did we choose her for, for her merits? And I, again, I, I still contend that her merits are stronger than the identity politics in this case. I might argue that there's probably better choices, but like, it's done. Like, we're but he's uh, already picked. So, right, the the VP's already picked and everything. But the, uh, this this just goes on to my whole like uh, how I've been feeling about the government as a whole in general recently. Um, I cannot stand it. I can't, I can't stand it. I, <laughs> I just it is frustrating. I just don't think I don't think our government is is at all um, anywhere close to. Number one, where it needs to be. Uh, I, I just I don't think our government is focused on being constitutionalist. I think we're way beyond the point of our government being anything like it was um, originally intended to be. Um, I whatever that idea don't was think, to begin with. I, I don't think our government is at all close to what it needs to be, and I think it's. Performing insufficiently for us to be number one, paying taxes into it. Number two, um, supporting it, uh, just in general. I think our government needs to. I think we need to get rid of this current government system and reestablish it. Hmm. I mean, easier said than done, but yeah, it, it's just we're we got to get people, you know, the people of the, the American people going with it because it's just. It, it's too far gone. It's it's just way too far gone. The Democrats think that – everybody thinks that the Democrats are helping. No, the Democrats are the same – just the other side of the same coin as the Republicans. I mean without making People think the Republicans into, are there. Without making – dragging this into a huge tangent in and of itself, I think the only True. problem I would have with what you're saying, because I think there's some truth in it, then the problem is that if we somehow – if a scenario exists that the government can be removed and something new put in its place, I think the unfortunate reality is that there is a great fraction of the country that would see severe effects from that, even in the transition. There, people would suffer, if even in any yeah. transition. So it's hard to, even as sucky as this, this status quo is, it's hard to push for complete and utter change without realizing that people will suffer because of it. And it's, and it's not rich people that suffer. It's, <laughs> it's the opposite that would have been the suffer. Uh, well, I mean, exactly. I mean, it, but that's the thing is look at, the, look at different times and different periods of time where there was things like that, like the French Revolution, for example. You had uh, people revolting against the bourgeois. Um, and you're right. They suffered. They suffered big time. And uh, the, the the problem is is the, the problem is I mean yeah they they won their country they won they won the French Revolution. And 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 to that point, I think in retrospect we can say that it was probably worth it. But you know to be in that and have have the foresight to know that you know literally bleeding for that is worth it is you know it, it's hard enough to make yourself kind of commit to it it's hard to, it's hard it's harder to force that on somebody else who doesn't Try have to a choice commit other people because there's going to be the problem who is who won't have a choice in that and they're going to be forced into it the problem is is our government has opportunities and has had opportunities to completely turn around to to 
you know, have integrity to do the right thing, and mm-hmm. they're not doing it. They're just not. They're absolutely refusing, and nothing proves that point more than the Democrats putting Joe Biden up there as the presidential candidate. Yeah. <sighs> and then they're going through divide and conquer. And, they, I mean, it's a classic tactic, divide and conquer. Keep us focused on on each other rather than what the real threat is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So is this a good transition to, to what's going on with the Senate and Congress in general? Oh, yeah, 100%. Let's, let's, let's focus on something like that. So, well, we got to preface this. We got to... We got to go back, uh, what one two weeks, uh, two weeks when Trump said, uh, started talking about the United States Postal Service. Oh, I think we're going to send vacations. Is... Oh, yeah, but that's the, the set of vacations <laughs> because of the Postal Service. Wait, what? We're, we're going, we're going, we're going linear here. Okay. Let's go back. Let's rewind the clock a couple of weeks. What? Okay. Uh, to, what Trump said about the postal service to make sure we're on the same page here. So again, living under a rock, you listen to us. Here's the overview. The last two weeks, maybe three weeks, we can say. Actually, yeah, his last three weeks, the Senate has was in session. In in an effort to get together a second stimulus and that whole comprehensive bill to make all that stuff happen, and in three weeks' time, no conclusions came from the Senate. They didn't. They couldn't figure out anything. They couldn't figure it amongst themselves. And then as of Thursday, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell gave told everyone just to go home. Bitch and, McConnell. And that they would they would come together again if people were ready to to make a deal. But a week, you know, well not a week, a few days later, doesn't we don't there doesn't seem any movement on that. Um, that being said, the House of Representatives now. Are being recalled by Senate, Senate, not Senate Majority Leader, House Majority Leader, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, to work on this USPS crisis that we're in the middle of. To evaluate what's going on with that and seeing what actions need to be taken. That is the yeah. setup that I think we're going for, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, a little bit, a little bit. Okay. But uh, we'll we'll see, we'll see. So let's let's start with USPS. Okay. Okay. This is huge. This is this is bigger. And the problem is, and the problem is, is again, the Democrats are shooting themselves in the foot, or have shot themselves in the foot, because now a lot of people are, uh, a lot of Republicans are pointing out to me that Obama did the same thing that Donald Trump is doing. With what? To what and, respect? I'm sorry. For my and you'll see. We'll we'll see. We'll see. Okay. First off. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's start at the beginning. Donald Trump tweets out, tweets out, says, executive order. I have no idea. I don't remember. Hold on. I have to look it up. Well, if you're Um, talking about the speech where he's talking about funding for the USPS, that was definitely a speech. Yeah, it was a speech. And then there was the interview with the guy. Oh, my God. We got to talk about the Trump interview. Oh, the one for the, with, for the HBO? For HBO. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that feels like, like a millennia ago. <laughs> that was this is embarrassing. It was embarrassing. Uh, that was so Look, he, was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're going we're gonna to gloss over that. We're going to gloss over Trump being embarrassing. <laughs> and we're going to go right right to the unconstitutional Trump. 
Okay. So, um, Trump USPS. Hold on, I'm, I'm Googling it right now. Trump USPS. So for, for those listening at home, Hefley and I have not discussed this topic at all. So I am personally very interested to see where Hefley lands on this. Because, okay, so. Because, I mean, just to preface everything, this whole, at least I think this whole USPS stuff is really complicated. And, well, I think some of the more general tendencies are easy to understand. I think the nuances and the details of, you know, how this service of the government works is it's kind of hard to grasp all at once. So I think we're going to well, make that attempt here today. Okay, so we're, we're gonna we're gonna summarize in a nutshell. I, I, it's out there. I know what's out there. But Trump talked about how the USPS, how he feels that funding should be diverted from the United States Postal Service to to federal uh, to companies like Federal Express or UPS or something like that because they are more efficient at handling mail mm-hmm. than the United States Postal mm-hmm. uh, Postal Service. Okay, so we could dissect why that's wrong all day. Uh, because UPS and FedEx both use the United States Postal Service, just FYI, number one. <laughs> yeah. And number two, um, number two, he also mentioned later on, because they were talking about voting by mail. Okay, so earlier than that, he brought up the idea that voting by mail is going to – is uh, there's more fraud involved voting by mail. Subject to increased fraud. Subject to increased fraud. His opinion. Okay, except for except for that is his opinion, and it's not a fact because everywhere where they have majority of people voting by mail, like Colorado, for example, in the state of Colorado, they have um, the least amount of fraud, uh, voter fraud, than any other state in the country. I think we're talking about like single digits in incidents in in all of American history. Right, voting by mail has happened for years and years and years. And Donald yeah. Trump thinks that Donald Trump thinks that it's going to be uh, there's going to be an issue with voter uh, voter fraud just because of the voting by mail, and wow. he's going to damn sure make it happen. Pause real quick, because the monsoon has not hit Phoenix in weeks, and the day we record is oh. the, the day he wants to hit. So if you're all hearing rain, I apologize. Go ahead, Hefley. Oh, anyway, um, but he's damn sure going to make it happen. He's doing everything that he can to plant the seeds. So he's telling people, plant "It's going to be a. He's gonna, he's planting doubt. It's going to be voter fraud. It's going to be voter fraud if we vote by mail." Okay. Then he goes, "Oh man, people aren't buying it. Probably because of the facts of, you know, uh, that prove the opposite. But yeah. people aren't buying this. Okay. So here's what's going to happen. I need to prove what I said." So he ousts uh, the top people in the uh, in the post office, replaces it, uh, replaces them with his puppet. Um, I can't remember who it is. The uh, I new postmaster. I just forgot it. Yeah, the postmaster. I'd... Yeah, he's a he's a postmaster. Uh, hold on, I think I have it on my Facebook. It, it is the that. opinion of this podcast that we that, that this postmaster is a crony. Oh yeah, he's a hundred percent a puppet. 100%. Um, but, you know, so you take Trump. Uh, so Trump goes and he says, all right, well, I'm going to put in the new postmaster. And then Trump starts ripping up uh, mailboxes. 
he starts ripping up mailboxes and places. So people are like, oh my gosh, like this is a real thing. This is happening. Like Trump is trying to get clarity, rid of the United States Post Office. For clarity, this is being done by the direction of the postmaster. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's being done by the direction of the postmaster because, again, Donald Trump wants to make damn sure that voter fraud happens through the mail. Or, or just so doubt, like you were saying before. Just so doubt. Create yeah, doubt exactly. that he can take advantage. And now, now what I was talking about, what I'm getting ahead of myself, this is where Obama did it. Obama took out post office, uh, mailboxes. There was a lot of, uh, like, he brought up a lot of mailboxes. But this is going to be a different story, different shenanigans, different idea. But the thing is, the Democrats, you know, they, they're playing right into their hands by saying, oh, yeah, the mailboxes, the mailboxes are the issue. Ripping up the mailboxes are the issue. Because they're playing right into Donald Trump's hands. Donald Trump knows that. Obama did it. Yeah. Donald Trump doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't care that Obama did it. So, so the, the Democrats are now focusing on the on the mailboxes, but they're forgetting the overall or overarching theme that Donald Trump is going to want to commit mail fraud and going to commit voter fraud. I, mean, I, don't, even think he, I don't even think he even has to do that. I think just like we were saying before, just sowing the doubt. Whether or not there's actual fraud, just allowing doubt to enter into this election is to his benefit. If you, it, yeah. as long as you believe that he's going, trying to circumvent the system and stay in power even a day longer than he gets to, just so he can say he did it. Oh, hold on, hold on. I don't know if you can hear me. Can you hear yeah, me? I can hear you. Okay. Hear me? okay. <laughs> because for some stupid, why, why are you not pausing? You garbage video. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Uh, so I, I I posted this from Fox News uh, on Facebook not too long ago. I was talking about Donald Trump suggesting delaying the election um, because he warns that mail-in ballots would result in uh, it result in inaccurate and fraudulent vote. So it, 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 this is what he specifically said, and this is why he was trying to delay the election. And he suggested delaying the election. He says if if the mail-in voting is going to be fraudulent, which it isn't, he's going to claim that he has sources that it is, but it isn't. If it's going to be inaccurate and fraudulent, and he's sowing the seeds of doubt and all of this kind of stuff, which, by the way, you're going to see come November, whoop-de-doo, can't wait till that, until that comes along. Um... But he's he's also doing he's also doing something very scary here. Mm -hmm. He is going against the United States Constitution, and he is suckering constitutionalists into believing that he is for the Constitution. So so here's the thing: it's this is mind-boggling to me, and uh, it was something because I posted this on Facebook, and somebody that uh, one of my friends commented on it is. A constitutionalist, wouldn't you believe? And uh, they were talking about how you know, and I posted about the voter fraud or like trying to infringe, you know, like, um, oh no, it was something else that I posted. It was like, prove to me how wearing a mask infringes on your rights, but inhibiting your right to vote doesn't. So Donald Trump is actively trying to inhibit your right to vote. Mm -hmm. He's actively trying to inhibit it because he doesn't want you to vote. He knows the people who uh, – the people on his side, they don't care about COVID. They're going to go out and vote. Mm 
regardless. He doesn't want the people who are scared of COVID. Not not scared of COVID, but the people who don't want to catch COVID. He knows they're not going to want to go out to the polling places to vote. So they're going to vote by mail. And he knows that those type of people are, are generally going to be voting against him. Mm-hmm. If, he, if, he knows if that his context, fan base... Just conversations going on right now seem to lean in that direction. Right. So he knows... Yeah, but that's the thing. He knows all of this. So he is sowing the seeds of doubt for voting by mail already because he knows that um, he knows demographics. He knows uh, he probably gets some basic demographics of how X amount of people who are going to be voting by mail are going to be Democrat. Polling helps too. Yeah. So it's just one of those things. But like, but like a buddy money is he claims to be a constitutionalist and he's going and telling me how wearing a mask is unconstitutional but you know inhibiting the right to vote isn't is in article one section four of the united states constitution the president has absolutely zero say in how any kind of voter voting elections happen it's all based off of the states the states are exactly the only people who tell when and where and how to vote as defined in Article 1, Section 4 of the Constitution of the United States. So the states are who decide who votes, how vote, how to vote, when to vote. Federal government has absolutely nothing to do with it. And should not. And should not. But again, Trump knows this. So Trump knows that this is, this is actually a thing, that he has no way of getting rid of mail-in voting. So Trump is now sowing the seeds of doubt. He's like he's been doing of... it for a long time. Like, because I mean, from day one, even when he was just a candidate That's in 2016, it just, just like you know, if I, and there's, he's video out there. If I lose, you better believe there was fraud. That's the only way I would lose. Like that. That's just been his mo since his candidacy days. Well, the problem is, is he won, and the problem is fraud. Which is why the Democrats feel so secure. And so sure about their victories, probably because they're doing voter fraud too. You still there? Well, uh, I'm, I'm just. Oh, uh, okay. I, I'm just thinking because, like, I, honestly, even regardless of which party you're talking about, I think there's been little done in the ways of voter fraud. The only thing we have that is is like like foreign intervention, not intervention, but interference. And, well, it, it, and that was with influence more than anything else. So I don't, even, I don't really think there's any, any sign of major fraud going on. Maybe well, not some local not by elections. voting through the mail. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, in, in, in general, like maybe some local elections have some schemes going on, but but not nothing as a trend for for either party. Again, but like, but again, like you're saying, this is just Trump trying to sow seeds of doubt so that when, if and when he wants to question the election and the results, he'll. Which he most certainly will do. He'll have a base that was already ready to back him up on that. He already, he already did it back in 2016 when he won. Yeah. <laughs> like, I won, but it would have been way bigger if it wasn't for fraud. It should have been. It should have been way bigger. It wasn't even it would have been. It should have been. Yeah. In uh, in. Uh, to me, it just it's just kind of a scary thought that we're catering to this. That we're uh, that the Republicans are catering to this, especially now, which brings me to my other point, because that's the thing is recently there have been a lot of people who were like, whoa, 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 whoa. 
this whole thing with the USPS. Mm, no, I'm not. I'm not a fan of this. Are I don't like this. I, I'm curious I, I, because I have had conversations all day with people that I, I would say mostly lean right, who are who are just not who are just blind to this. I've had conversations like that all day. Where I'm like, you don't think this USPS stuff is a big deal? No, it's not a big deal. They're blowing out of proportion. Like that's what I've been getting all day, and really which, week. which I, no, I get that. But but that's the thing is I am. There's still a vast majority of people, like people that I'm talking to, just in general. There's a lot of people who are like, "Oh my gosh, I don't like this." Yeah, you know, it's it kind of it's kind of interesting. Well, and the thing is, is, is it's not the idea. The idea isn't, or the issue isn't the the post office getting downgraded, because honestly, the post office. It's not this. They're not delivering the same as they used to, even though they're doing a lot more on the back end and logistics uh, with logistics and everything for, like I said, companies like UPS and FedEx. It's just they're still not doing the. They're not doing the same thing. I mean, you don't get a lot of mail. Other than junk mail, I get a lot of junk mail. And go ahead. Sorry. I I don't I don't use mail. I don't mail off letters. Yeah. I don't. You know, do anything like that. The, the the biggest issue is I get I get what a lot of people are thinking about it, but that's not the idea. That's not the problem. The problem is Trump is using this as a platform to commit voter fraud. I, I I'm telling you, this is what how it's going to happen right now because he's already said it. He's already said exactly that. He is mm-hmm. going to in in no less. In multiple times, multiple phrases, multiple words, he has said he is going to make damn sure that voter fraud happens through the mail. And it's a scary thought that there are people out there, that there are people out there who are going, well, no, it's just, you know, the, you know, he just wants to privatize the businesses. It's not a big deal. It is a big deal. It's a huge deal. The, because to, to try to complement what you're saying a little bit, because I, again, this has a little bit to do with the conversations I've been having online for last week, is that I guess for the sake of this conversation, or even the conversations I was having, I'm going to give you that maybe Trump being directly involved in voter fraud is wild. I'm going to give you that as part of this this next section of conversation. If, oh, if those theories are wild... How come the only thing the the left or anyone opposed to or even anyone having these conversations about the UPS wants is more funding so that the USPS can securely and efficiently handle the likely increase in the number of mail-in ballots that's going to happen this year. That is all you need to provide to anybody who's who's part of this this thinking about the USPS who's who's concerned about the USPS at this point. All you need to give them is that, hey, no, here's what we're doing to make sure things are going to be A-OK. And we're getting the exact opposite. So if you're already not giving us the bare minimum that you could do is that just show us that the USPS isn't being gutted for the sake of, of voter fraud or to undermine, you know, or whatever, everything we've been talking about at this point. Just give us that. And instead you're doing like the exact opposite acting like it's not a big deal and you expect us not to be concerned that, that this is that this is a deeper issue. And we can't right, even get exactly. 
But, exactly. But apparently, that's still unfounded. That's that's still stupid. You're still panicking. You're 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 still panicking over the USPS. Yeah, which which leads to my point about the Senate because people are uh, people are upset about understandably about the USPS and way more upset about voter fraud and what the USPS saying means for it. So I've been seeing a lot of campaigns emailing your senators to call your senators to to tell your senators, hey, listen, fix this or you're getting voted out. Yeah, this is a concern and we feel like it's not being addressed. They're doing the same thing for COVID. Now, fix this. Fix this whole mentality that we have or we're going to vote you out. Then they start hearing it about then they start hearing about this with um, the stimulus. Fix this or we're going to vote you out. So you keep getting these emails and all that kind of stuff. And they can't take it, so they take a vacation for a month. Well, it's a scheduled vacation. I mean, I'm not trying to defend the Senate here. But, but clearly, at a time like this, you would expect well, them to go, hey, there's a lot of shit going on. Maybe maybe taking a three-, four-week vacation is not a good look. And apparently, no, Mitch yeah, McConnell didn't agree with that. <laughs> well, Mitch, Mitch McConnell... Is and I'm, and I'm not the most. With that. I'm saying his name because it's his, his as the leader of the Senate. It's his decision to start the vacation. It is so, his 100 percent his decision. Yeah. Mitch McConnell, by the way, I cannot stand Mitch McConnell. You, you know, you have people who can't stand Nancy Pelosi. I get that. I get it. I, I don't like Nancy Pelosi either, but I can't stand Mitch McConnell. I think he is everything that is wrong with anything that our Senate is. Mitch McConnell is. He's, I, can't, I don't even have words. I don't even have words to describe it's, the type of person that he is. It's flabbergasting. That's a good word. Flabbergasting that he's in his position that he is. And uh, and it's creating like, the chaos thought, that he seems to enjoy. I always thought. So, so we're nerds. We're gamers. You know? <laughs> Who's the most out-of-touch gaming company ever? Who was the most out of touch gaming company Electronic ever for Arts. the longest Blizzard. time? Activision Blizzard or Electronic Arts? Who? I'm not even going with game developers. I'm talking about the whole, the whole gaming company of Nintendo. For the longest time, I think they were the most out of touch people out there. I think that's a fair assessment, actually. Yeah. Like, like they were just not in touch with their community with the people who grew up with their systems they're now older they want that they demand something that they can play other you know games on that aren't just meant for children and stuff like that but then they came out with the wii and then they came out with the wii u and then they came out with you know it's just kind of like gimmicky stuff that people didn't want it people didn't want to go gimmicky they wanted to have a, like a legitimate console from nintendo for the longest time they didn't until they came out with the switch which i would argue is still kind of gimmicky but it's it's a great console. But also the fastest selling console of the current generation. So, <laughs> right, it's a great console because it's portable. So, and that's what I really like about the Switch. That I can take it with me on on a plane or whatever, and I can play Breath of the Wild. Like I can play a good, fantastic game or a good set of games on the Nintendo Switch. Versatile. But, yeah, it's very versatile. But the, the, the biggest problem with Nintendo is for the longest time they were completely out of touch. 
Like, I think, and I think even present day, I can name a few things they're still out of touch with. But continue. They're still out of touch with, but they, yeah, but that's just because they've been so out of touch for so long. Mitch McConnell is is un is is you have to like, and I'm making motions over here, like you can see me. <laughs> Mitch McConnell is like way up here with being out of touch. And, the Nintendo because he goes he looks at the Senate and he looks at the crisis the, the multiple crises that are facing him today and he goes I think we should take a break <laughs> yeah a month long break a month long break in a time where we need leadership more than anything and you have the opportunity to stand up and be a leader for this country because you can sit there and go hey you know what donald trump instead of kissing your ass for a, for a single second let me let me actually you know work on fixing the country instead of doing something like that he goes let's take a month long break we schedule it and darn it we're going to take it well, I mean, and that's a political move it, because because the the way he wants to write it is that we're, we're taking this vacation, we but we could have had something done by now, but it's the Democrats that's stopping the bill from going through. Like, right, that's, right, that's and it's like as if as if anybody believes that because look, as you much will. as Republicans <laughs> hate Nancy Pelosi, as yeah, I say that, but as much as uh, as much as every Republicans hate Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi goes, well, no, we're I mean, we have a huge crisis on our hands. We're not going to sit here and and go on vacation. There's been more than one report that in all these negotiations that were going in the last few weeks, you get these these uh, these quotes from Mitch McConnell saying, like, you know, if the Democrats want to negotiate on this, we can't. Let's meet. But there's more than one report saying that he's never in these meetings about the about the, these negotiations. And that of course not. not. He doesn't he, want to meet with them. Yeah, and he himself is not reaching out to make the connection. He's expecting the Democrats to come to him. But again, it goes back to the and it, it, I'm not. And I'm but you know, here's the thing: Why Democrats, don't the Democrats do that? If they think that absolutely. he's going to be if if he's going to be a problem with it, if just give him that. Give him the stupid reasoning who cares who cares about that you don't have to be petty just give him that chew his ass out in those meetings and get him going again get him gone get his ass out of the senate never vote him again never vote anybody like him get his cronies out of office he's he's the reason right now and and it's not just him but he, because there's people up in the upper end of the in the Democrat side that need to be thrown out to the to the wayside too, but he's right now he's, he's the reason he's the Senate he's the reason the Senate is failing failing this country, mm-hmm. and he would rather he would rather lick Donald Trump's nutsack than actually do something to fix our country. You know, I'd almost prefer he leave and we keep Trump. Like, let's get rid of McConnell. I'll, and if it means keeping Trump, sure, but get rid of McConnell. Because because Trump Trump can't do anything. Trump, Trump's the president. He doesn't have the power to do anything. You know who has the power to do everything? The Senate. The House of Representatives. They have the power to make laws in our country as per the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump is just a figurehead. Who cares about him? He could stay as president 
you know, who cares? We need to stop listening to him. He needs to stop embarrassing our country because that's the big thing. That's my biggest complaint about him is the biggest complaint everybody should be is he's he's just embarrassing. He's embarrassing us on a global stage, mm-hmm. and and everybody thinks that he's oh well he's enacting all these policies. No, he's not. He's not. He enacted what ten policies. In his entire four-year span, he's been to more golf courses and policies. <laughs> God, that's a great and, quote. <laughs> and and the thing is, the thing is, 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 who cares? Who cares what Donald Trump does? Because I mean, we can turn around. But but I see your point. But the but the thing is, is he has got. Mitch McConnell, he's got the Senate wrapped around his little finger, so he actually has power to do things when he shouldn't have power to do things. Yeah, forget checks and balances. There are no checks and balances in government. It is it's basically Mitch McConnell's getting paid to lick Donald Trump's taint. Yeah, obstruct. Just obstruct constantly. And that's the problem. That's a huge problem. Yeah. And you know what? You know what Mitch McConnell's response is because he's being called out on this. Hmm. We should take a break. Yeah. <laughs> a month long hiatus. The Senate will then regroup and yeah. do the same thing. Yeah. And hopefully, you will have forgotten about it by then. So because some other big thing is going to happen. So quick, quick pivot. Now that we're talking about you know, you know the Senate's role in all of this. What do you make of those executive orders Trump did a few weeks ago, or a couple weeks ago? Which were, which, again. The ones trying to address what the Senate did not complete. You know, the stimulus, the, not not stimulus, because that's not part of one of his executive orders. The rent rent protection, which wasn't really rent protection, and unemployment benefits. Those those are basically what his, his executive orders tried to enact without... Senate and Congress input. Which again, here you want to know my true opinion on this. Yeah. Donald Trump is doing that so he can have a better chance of winning the election. Yeah, he's doing it just for show, right? Like that's a hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, and and the worst thing is, is that it's it's super fucking effective, isn't it? It's working. Because it to anyone who isn't going to dig any deeper into this, all they're seeing is that the president is trying to help, quote unquote, trying to help. But it's everybody else that doesn't want it to go through. When all he's doing is either A, putting on a show, or B, even if we allowed these executive orders to go through, it's a breach of executive power and laughs in the face of all the checks and balances we're supposed to have. Am I wrong about that? No, uh, you're not wrong about that. It actually should – the checks and balances go through the Supreme Court. So the Supreme Court is who decides, which is exactly why we had a problem with the executive orders that Obama signed. Yeah, That absolutely. a lot of Republicans had a, a, with those executive orders that Obama signed because the Supreme Court just went there and said, well, you guys voted for Obama, so I guess it's okay. No, no, that's not how that's not how checks and balances work. You're supposed to determine whether something is unconstitutional or not. That's the purpose of the Supreme Court is you are the constitutional court. You are the highest order of court in the nation. The president can't and to decide sit to there with, with our money, with our tax money, he can't just decide to uh, make it go from right. point to point B. He can't. Enact which is new laws. Go ahead. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. We, we, which is which is. 
that's that's another thing. That's a huge problem that I have with uh, all of these stimulus packages and and everything that's been going out. He, here's he, and this is what I was. Uh, I uh, hold on. I told my mom this. I think. Hold on. I think I told her. And I don't know if I, I don't know if I was telling her this earlier or not. Oh, okay, so this is something that I, that I said to my mom because my mom was talking about you know we were talking about the USPS and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like like I just think that the timing, the reasons of why everything's happening is nefarious and, and nefarious, you know, and it's just kind of really bad. Um, but I was like, she said something about about the governors, you know, the governors and COVID nineteen and everything. I was like, yeah, but the, so so here's the thing with this. Instead of helping the people, Trump and the Republicans bailed out the banks, okay, uh, the airline industry, businesses, you know, and that's small trickle businesses. down it. We're talking about like no, like large uh, major corporations, mm-hmm. large businesses, and uh, I was like, and so I said, and we have so many people deluded into thinking that we don't have the right to ask for our money back from our irresponsible government. Because it's communism. It's considered communism to pay taxes to our government and ask for it back when our government is being irresponsible with the spending. But it's totally fine if it goes to the corporations and airlines and stuff. Totally fine. Banks. But Yeah, it's totally fine to, to – and, and I was thinking, I was like, you know, you know let me guess. So would you – Here's a question I pose to everybody who's listening or to you or any it's a hypothetical question. Would you go into a bank, drop 20 G's on the counter and say, hey, you keep it. You know, that's for you. Yeah, <laughs> guess what happened? Guess what you did about three months ago? Your 20 G's that you paid in taxes went right to the banks in the form of the bail. The same that's a big thing. That was... will make you fight tooth and nail for a small loan. Right. Alone with interest. Well, and see, and here's the thing. You get the loan with interest. You, you get the oh, – but then they go, oh, but we paid you 1500 bucks. The government was uh, – you know, we had your back. We paid you 1500 bucks. You know that 1500 bucks went right to? Right to our landlords. You know where that went to? Right to the banks. Thank you. <laughs> so and, – and here's the thing. Here's – this is the problem that I had with the bailouts – of the automotive industry back in 2006. Yeah. yeah. With the amount of money, was it 2006? 2008? It was, it was, it was six is when it, when it started because then that led into the housing stuff too. Yeah. But like, but like, here's the thing. Cool. With the amount of money that they give the auto industry alone, the auto industry alone, you could have given every American citizen $10,000 with the amount of money that they give the automotive industry. Not including the amount of money that they give to banks, the airline industry, to the telecommunications companies, to literally every corporation in the United States, with all of that amount of money, just the automotive industry, giving ten thousand dollars to every American citizen. To circle back to something we were talking about earlier, you know, like we're, these people that we're incarcerating and putting in jail, they, you know, they made mistakes. They, they need help, and all we're doing is punishing them, and expect them to yeah. pull, pull, the, pull themselves out of their own, their own a situation they only partially are responsible for most of the time you know circumstances and everything like that but again these banks who are supposed to be you know 
financially responsible, run by the greatest minds that they could hire, when they fail, well, we save them because they, we can't let them fail. But we can let people fail. Yeah. Well, and then here's the thing is, is we sit there and we go, okay, you know, that totally makes sense. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, uh, trickle-down economics 100% works all the time, every time, as we know. All the time. Um, it, it never has failed. Never. And look at that. We still got J.P. Morgan and Chase. We still got uh, Bank of America to a lesser extent, Wells Fargo and all that kind of stuff. We still got these big banks. They're way too big to fail. Look how, think of all the people they employ. I'm, I'm sorry, but I don't care about a bank. I don't care about a banker. I don't care where I store my money. I can store my money at the bottom of a mattress for all I care. You know what I care about? I care about having money to be financially secure. I care about not living off of the government's teeth. I care about having a future and a country that I can look forward to living in. Healthy Guess how many of those things I have right now? Good schooling, all that stuff. Guess how many of those I have right, I have right now? Zero. And it's not just me. There's millions, millions of Americans who are sitting there at home watching the news reporting that stocks are good, the economy is great. Your, your personal situation be damned. COVID be damned. Yeah. Uh, unemployment, high unemployment rates be damned. The economy is doing great. The economy is doing great. Hey, guess what else is doing great? You know, we've added so many more jobs. You know where those jobs are? McDonald's, Safeway. Taco Bell, yeah. fast food restaurant, Uber, minimum wage jobs. You're taking people, laying them off from high-paying jobs, pushing them down to minimum wage jobs. And, and all that's doing is delaying the inevitable. The Calling inevitable economy colla uh, collapse. And it's going to happen after Trump gets reelected. Because Trump is doing everything that he can to keep the economy afloat. Just long enough for him to get reelected. I mean, and you say that, and just for the for a, a dash of, of likely realism, four years of Trump, we'll we'll see the other side of it. Royal we, there'll be a country left after it, for, most likely, but it's not going to be you know free of consequences. Again, people are going, to, individuals, thousands, millions, are going to feel something for that because at this point we have clearly we've made it clear that there are certain people that don't matter yeah in one way or another. well and it's 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 the american people the american people don't matter yeah, yeah. that's all it is and and the, the the problem is and this is the scariest part is so many people are just completely deluded to the ideas of Hey, listen, the people that you put in charge, they're screwing you over. But any dissenting you opinion. I voted for? No, the people he... I voted for wouldn't do that. And I don't want to accidentally have made a mistake. So, no, they right. can't have done wrong. And, and, the, and that's the problem. Because people like me, I've been a little more conservative leaning. But, uh, you know, I'm, I tend to be a little more conservative-leaning. I still like a lot of a little more conservative ideals 
Um, but it, it's it's more of an idea of of I I can't I can't support the Republicans for what they're doing. I can't I can't sit there and look at the Republican Party and be satisfied and happy and say that you know they're my party. And I, I can't look at the Democrats and say the same thing. Yeah, I'm I'm swallowing a bitter pill on that side. And, and the, the problem is, is it's always going to be it, it's it's Republicans versus Democrats, Republicans versus Democrats, Republicans versus who cares about those parties. One of the first things I told my the mom parties. when I was talking to her about it, <laughs> it's true, and they'll do everything they can to make sure that it's all about them. But I told my mom earlier, I was when I was talking to my mom, it's like, don't organizations should be above reproach. Absolutely. Like, that, that should be like rule one in critical thinking about this stuff. Rule one. I mean, and that's the thing is, is even the Democrats, they're, they're not above reproach. Look at who they're pushing out to try to beat Donald Trump. It's it's laughable. But the, the thing is, is when you talk about like the, the the Republicans, you have a lot of Democrats that get so vitriolic, so like, oh, man, screw the Republicans. They suck. They don't know what they're doing. You know, Mitch McConnell, all that kind of stuff. And then you tell a Republican, talk to a Republican about a Democrat or a liberal ideal. And say, oh, screw Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats. Blah, blah, blah. How... Can anybody, Democrat or Republican, be satisfied with their party for what they're doing? Good question. Well, I mean, like I said before, because some of us are taking a bitter pill. <laughs> well, the thing is, is why why are you taking a bitter pill? What What's the point? Because it, it's basically, it's, and I'm going to quote, it's always sunny in Philadelphia because it's, they said it the best. Who am I going to vote for? The Democrat who's going to blast me in the ass or the Republican who's going to blast me in the ass? <laughs> I, I, yeah. That statement is so true. Yeah. And it always will be. <laughs> See, that's my little spiel. That was a good one. I, I give you this. I, I'm hoping that's picking up. Yeah. It's, thank you, appreciate it. <laughs> but it, to me, to me, I want to, I want to find something that like, I want to get a candidate up there, who is it? Who's a actual legitimate third party candidate? Uh, we need, because we need, to, we need ranked choice voting. That's what we the, need to, in, to put in. Yeah, because it's like okay, you got the the libertarians, for example. Well, the Libertarian Party is a third party where I've I've said I was a Libertarian for a long time because I, it's basically be, just yeah. been like uh, where it's been like, uh, oh, yeah, I'm a, I was a Republican. I became disenchanted with a Republican, so I'm going to become a Libertarian now. And the Democrats did the same thing. Oh, it's a Democrat. I'm a little disenchanted with the Democrats, so I'm going to become a Libertarian now. They're the most confused – they're the most confused party out there because they're sitting there. They have the opportunity to be like, hey, look, we're actually going to take the best of both worlds. I'm going to put it together, you know, but uh, no, instead they're going. We're going to take all of the ideas from both sides and we're going to put it in our 
party. So it's like you could be a a, a pot smoking hippie and a gun toting uh, a police officer. You just fall into the same lines of libertarian. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like is, my 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 problem with the libertarians that because again I used to be one. I registered. I was a registered libertarian for the longest time. That because for me the ideal of them was like kind of like you're saying like best of both worlds give people choices you know empower people i think that's what they were about but instead they were like just don't know we just free for all go free for all like almost anarch anarchist at some point just it's sometimes yeah, right like the, we don't need regulations we don't need overseers we want to we want as little of that as possible like but no it's not the same thing as having a bunch of choices because because people can yeah. get away doing stupid shit and that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for security and, and choices. And it just, they always seem so contrary to that. If you're going to limit them in any way, they immediately say that as a threat. Not even, without context. Yeah. Well, then, then you got, and then you got the people who are like, oh, well, no, the Libertarian Party is about this. Oh, well, no, the Libertarian Party is about this. And then they start doing, the, it's basically, it's Democrats and Republicans all over again. Yeah. Liberals and conservatives. As they're fighting each other, only this time they're just fighting each other as part of the same party. Yeah. Instead of being part of separate parties, they're the same party now, and they're still fighting each other. The solution isn't fighting each other. The solution is finding common ground. And attacking. And attacking <laughs> our enemies who are right now my enemy is clear as day is our current state of government yeah no joke there. um i can't believe i said that and that's going to be put online i'm on a list now yeah it's okay <laughs> you're in good company <laughs> yeah just start using a vpn <laughs> so if i if i uh if I disappear, if I get disappeared by uh, one of Trump's goons yeah, that he sent into Portland. Suddenly gets oh, COVID. by the way, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> something uh, something else ridiculous that happened that hmm. we didn't uh, that we didn't go. Trump's federal goons that went into Portland. Man, you didn't hear about that? I mean, yeah, I've been following Trump. Time. Yeah, Trump's SS. It, that feels like set like ages ago, even though it's still happening. Like that ha hasn't really stopped. I think. Well, I think Portland's mayor finally like issued issue an order to, to have the federal troops removed. But God, yeah. I we, I, one, I can't believe we we made it that far. And two, the, the part of the country that's supposed to be against, you know, state forcing themselves onto them seemed to be very quiet during that entire fiasco. Yep, and I don't. I don't know. I know we're trying to be very, you know, both sides and being critical of everybody around, but I don't see how that is not just the most hip hypocritical thing the Republican Party can do, or any conservative can have, is that all their talk about gun rights and how I'm not going to allow the government to to use their authority on me, and look what happened in Portland. Well, and and that's exactly what I keep telling everybody over here who try to argue about, like like, well, you know, they're gonna take guns. It it didn't work. When Obama, when Obama did the whole thing, when the when the 
when the mass shootings didn't take guns away from people and this is this is a wild theory because um there was a lot of questions around remember the las vegas shooting Mm -hmm. there was a lot of questions around it like it was weird that happened it was leftover evidence to suggest a narrative in any direction right there wasn't a lot of that and then you know, a lot of the people who were talking to the guy, talking about the guy, they were completely shocked that he would even consider something like this. Because before, he never had weapons or anything like that. They, mm-hmm. they were just really shocked. They were shocked that, that he would happen this. I think it was an orchestrated event. I think that... And I'm not going to say that, like, obviously, school shootings were, you know, were orchestrated or anything like that. Um, just because I just don't feel like y- you you can orchestrate a child to do that or or anything like that. But, like, be really some of the other mass... We went down that, route. that would be very cynical. But, the, uh, but like, I feel like some of the other mass shootings, like the bars, the, 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 the Vegas shooting... In yeah, the Orlando nightclub, stuff like that. That could have been orchestrated events. I mean, targeted I mean, and carried out by our government to try to again start sowing the seeds for gun control. Okay, because you know, I mean, I'm I'm going to be against you wild theory. It's it's a wild and theory, you and you could I'm, do that, and you could do that. That's fine. Sure. That's within your right. Like, but I think one of the biggest issues with that our government has with the American people right now is the fair uh, is the fact that the American people still have gun rights. That's my most conservative theory. <laughs> I mean, I, I I really don't think you can buy it. We we have enough school shootings as it is. You don't need orchestrate additional attacks. School shootings are enough to to make to. Make the but they weren't. Regulation. But they weren't because every time they every time they went up there, they, and said that like the government started talking about oh we need to start enacting you know stricter gun control, people went out and bought more guns. You know you can't. So you know why that is? Is because I think there is a general understanding that gun ownership is okay. You can own a gun. There yeah. are maybe not a multitude of reasons, but there are reasons to own a gun. The compromise that just and mainly for self defense. The compromise that just refuses to happen is that there should be more regulation about it. That's. But here's the thing: who's to stop the government from just deregulating all guns? You know, they are. The government from ordering. Oh wait, what just happened? What's to stop the government from ordering troops to go and do the work anyway? So it's true. So so it's bullshit. What you're saying, it's absolute bullshit. The, I mean, yes, I'm sure there exists some fraction of. But you know who's to stop it? An armed populace. Yes, that's why. That's why, generally speaking, you're not going to have you're not going to have sweeping elimination of of guns in people's homes. Even in countries where that's the case, you don't necessarily follow it with authoritarianism. That is just fact not, in, out in the world. Not, not now, yet. Anyway. Ask Australia how that's fucking going for them, actually. Okay. Again, this shouldn't be the example for us, but I'm saying that this idea that people are out to take your guns is not is not only 
it's not, it's, it's not popular. It's not even popular. It's not even something that people really think they're going to shoot for. What you want is regulation. What you want is to make sure that people aren't, again, getting their hands on guns they shouldn't have access to and then doing stupid shit with it like we see all the fucking time. Just just because you give in to that does not mean that the next thing that follows is a slippery slope that leads to confiscation of all guns. It's just not going Agreed. to happen. Agreed. That is not going to Agreed. happen. Agreed. Even if but, even if government conspiracy wanted that to happen, which even if you take what your what your theory is at value, it didn't fucking work. So it's not going to happen. So make regulation something that happens. Get a fucking license to own a gun, like you have a fucking license to get in a vehicle, and get insurance for all the same fucking reasons you have it for a car. Agreed. So let's take a step back here. Because, 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 because you're ranting about the regulations and everything, which I agree with. There are a lot of people who shouldn't have guns. Um, like everybody was talking about the, the that couple in St. Louis, and I was like, and uh, they were like, they're like, oh yeah, there, there's a lot of people. It's like they can't. The federal government actually went in and took away their guns. Which, um, they were using for self-defense, albeit very poorly, but they were using it for self-defense. Oh, you mean when they um, were when they were pointing it at people who who in no way posed an imminent threat? Right, but they, I mean, there's a bunch of people. There's a huge crowd outside your gate, uh, gated community, and even though they're protesting your neighbor, there's still a bunch of people outside. And I mean. Let's face it, we still have it here. Uh, everybody still has heard stories about rioting and looting just because it's not prevalent or it's not a big deal. It still could be a big deal for somebody who sees a giant crowd out in front of their house. It's now, fucking racist. That's what not, it is. Again, a big crowd not of defending that them. Don't, don't look like me, they immediately must be threatening me. Not defending them at all for what they did. Because, again, as I said, they were trying to defend their home, albeit very poorly. And, and, and even if but they were trying to defend they – they did feel threatened. You can't, you can't sit there and deny that even though it was racist or anything, they still felt threatened. And we still – if we went with that, it's one shouldn't have, have taken their good, guns. It's, it's one thing to have your, your, your guns brandished. And red, well, not brandished. I don't know if I'm using that word correctly. It's one thing to have your guns out. They were pointing at people. With, with, oh yeah, with fingers on the trigger. Wouldn't you do oh, that? Yeah. If you're telling me they lost their guns, I'm telling you, fuck them. Good for them. They deserve it. Oh yeah, they, they, well, they, the... they were the ones being dangerous with the, with the weapons that they are socially responsible for. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. So yeah, you're. I'm gonna. I have zero sympathy for that couple if they lost it because they. I don't. They were irresponsible. You're right. I don't have any sympathy. The, the especially that lady. My God, the pictures. You even give me that they didn't point the at anybody, and I would have sympathy. If they had just brought it out, I wouldn't like it. Yeah. But you tell you you tell me that ends with their guns being confiscated, I would say there's a problem. But the moment they pointed at somebody with the finger on the trigger, someone else at that point should have said, well, they, were, they had the finger on the trigger. I felt threatened. I have every right to go bash their skull in. And street justice probably should have prevailed. And you know what ended up prevailing? People's people's desire for peace. 
certain people's desires for peace in that situation. That's what prevents That's true. And yet we keep hearing how all the protests warrant government, federal troop intervention and are I uh, just, a black mark on our current history. I just think in my opinion and this is why I don't like the idea of the militarization of the police or the idea of the police being able to confiscate your weapons mm-hmm. or to be able to um, have total authoritarian control over you mm-hmm. um, is because you as an American citizen, you have rights. You're innocent until proven guilty. Mm-hmm. You are... And that's the thing is, and we're allowing people in charge who don't believe in these rights. And one of the things is, and one of my biggest qualms with it, and probably my most conservative leaning is, the best way to prevent against that is to remain an armed populace. And and I think you'd be hard-pressed to find, well, it wouldn't be hard, but I think a majority of people would, would find that agreeable. I mean, I personally believe and that that's... There's, there's no way you uh, – our, our military are so diverse. I really don't think you can get so many people on board with that. But if anything, the stuff that happened in Portland pretty much proved that it's it's not that hard either. There's, there's right. enough people who are going to and that's, willy-nilly depending on the situation. That's what it is. That's what I. That's why I brought up Trump's SS in the first place, or why what got me started thinking about like the idea of of what an armed you know, like what it means to have an armed populace, and why they included that in the Constitution to prevent. Then, but here's a here's another thing about that right that is still fucked up. Those riots, those protests that happened in in Portland, a lot of that, if. A lot of that, I would even say the majority of that, was done sans guns. The protesters were not sans weapons. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because because guess what? If they had, if they why do you need to bring a gun to a protest? I don't know. Maybe because there's another there's another group of people pointing guns at you. But that's not my point. My point is that had they been armed to their legal degree, because very easy. You know, again, you can you can have the right to bear your arms, but had those protesters mm-hmm. used that right, how many of them would have been shot? Yes. So, so as much as you're saying that that that, that gun ownership creates equity against the government, it sure as fuck doesn't isn't universal. And it's a problem because it's there a are big, plenty of people who exercise their right and then are fucking shot for exercising that right. Mm-hmm. And it's a big man, problem it, man it sure seems like there's a pattern with those who get shot and who are practicing their rights I mean I can't put, I quite put my finger on it but there's a bit of a pattern there uh, it's a white conservative male right uh, well, doing, well doing the shooting but then the getting shot are you know because you're, you're poor because you're a color because you're both and you know, <laughs> someone who doesn't it's... like that you're exercising the a right that threatens them even a little bit, so they exercise their authority. Oh, how dare they be poor? <laughs> so, I mean, that's my only gripe. I, I totally understand. I definitely, I, I will one day have a bunker with, with my own gun collection ready to go in case World War Six happens. 
but yeah, I've been waiting for the second stimulus, so that way I can, uh, you know, arm myself. I'm just not fooled that that one that that (laughs) that right is going to be universally protected because it sure as fuck wasn't, and yeah, and that there's a certain part of the voting populace that turned out to be very fucking hypocritical when rights were trampled, the very rights they say they have guns for, and not a one of them said a peep. Oh, side note. Interesting thing that happened to me not too long ago. Hmm. Hold on, hold on. I have to find this. I have to find this. Hold on. Not too long ago. I got a text. Um, and actually, it was a little bit longer. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a hug. Oh man, did I delete the conversation? Darn. You must have been spicy deleting conversations off your phone. No, it wasn't. It wasn't spicy. It was basically <laughs> somebody, some guy texted me. It was like, "Hey, are you ready for your stimulus?" Oh yeah, no, here it is. It was like, "Hi, it's Sid with Working America to get working people a second stimulus check and keep the USPS running." This was in in July fifteenth of twenty twenty, by the way. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. I said senators need to pass the Heroes Act. Reply yes to take action. So I commented. I said, "What about a third stimulus check?" And he said, and then the, I got the text back. It's like the first step is the Heroes Act. I was like, "Is there any danger of it not passing?" said it's being held up by senator mcconnell we need to pressure our senators to speak up and vote yes i said we should call it the arm the people act to trick him (laughs) (laughs) i love you but i think i think if you call it the arm the populace act mitch mcconnell would be like well can't can't go against that like what's what's the catch Ah, i bet there's no catch (laughs) <laughs> I know, right? And then, uh, then he, well, and then he said, "Fun idea, but are you ready to take action?" And then I sent a uh, gif of Predator, um, of <laughs> from Predator, of everybody mowing down the jungle, <laughs> like Mac and Arnold and the other guy. They're just mowing down the jungle and blowing it up. You know the scene I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I, I've only seen the movie once, so I don't remember it very well. But honestly. but there is a certain scene where they mow down a jungle with like continuous fire for like a whole minute because the predator kills one of their guys, <sighs> and they think he sees it. Yeah, they're just yelling and shooting the whole jungle, like <laughs> trees are getting uprooted and everything. That's that's what I sent that guy. It was a different time. <laughs> they, they weren't tree huggers back then. Oh. Definitely not. They hugged him with bullets. But no, that just cracks me up because that's what I think we should call it. Instead of the Heroes Act, we should call it the the, the Arm America, Arm the Populace Act. We've seen that, but now you you need a a clever acronym for that. That works. So that's your homework for next time. Give us a the ATP. No, Armed has to stand for something. That's I think based on what how you're saying. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Arms so does have to stand for something. You need to come up with America, running. 
Machine gun. <laughs> Extraordinary. <laughs> okay, I don't so know. We're, we're going to figure it out. I'm, I'm going to help you figure it out. We're going to have to come up with something for next time. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to find something. Okay, so we're an, hour, <laughs> we're an hour and a half in of recording time. Oh, wow. So it's already question, been an hour and a half. My question to you. Do we want to call it a day here? Or do you, or do you want, to, want me to rant about pedophiles? Ooh, interesting. I, too, would like to rant about pedophiles because through no other words, fuck those cunts. I'm going to put an asterisk, but that's why I'm asking you. Do we, are we going to – do we want to get Let's into do it. this? You want to do it? Okay. Let's do it. Why not? Okay. So I got I to gotta be very – well – uh, Heckley, by the way, if anybody is concerned about my salty language when dealing with pedophiles, you could go fuck yourself too. Okay. Heffley, I don't need to explain <laughs> to you that I do not condone pedophilia, right? I don't need to explain that to you. I don't. Okay, yes, please don't explain it to me, but explain it to your viewers. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I, I don't know why this is, is a controversial opinion. Or one that we can't just assume people have by default because, I mean, there are a few things in this world that I feel like we can assume, we can safely assume about people. I think one of them is that they, that person probably doesn't like pedophilia and probably isn't for it. Like, if you have that, like, on, like, on, a, what, what's the, the family feud board, like, that would be number one almost. Like, like, uh. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. If you were like, if you're like, what's the most despicable thing? Yeah, pedophilia like is number one. I think, I think you would be very hard to find someone who goes, you know what? Number Boy, two is exterminating is the Jews, but <laughs> yes. So, um, so this, is or we this could is. just say genocide. Yeah, genocide. <laughs> anyway, okay. continue. So. In the, in the throes of COVID, at least, at least this is when I start noticing it. I feel like I've been seeing a lot of these posts about like save, save the children, talking about trafficking, right? So mm, yes. So honestly, Go ahead. yeah, that all sounds well and good. Save the children, very very good. Yeah, we should be doing all we can to stop trafficking. There are plenty of ways we do do that. I would argue that the government has made it harder to stop trafficking but that might be a subject for a different day but and i'm talking legislatively so so do we have we talked about wish.com and how this all started by the way you wish or do you mean mayfield or mayfair wish wish i have not heard about wish.com okay so 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 here here, here it is okay you go ahead because i think this is going to help pivot into what i want to talk about Okay, so it, this is where it all started because you were talking about like somebody was doing this. So, so, so um, where you're seeing a lot more of the save the children and and all this kind of stuff. It all started back in, well, when my brother had his baby. Hey, by the way, I'm an uncle now. Um, my little brother had a baby, but I went to go pick up my mom because uh, from Yuma because my mom was uh coming down to see 
her new grandbaby, so she was her new grandson. So she was very excited. Um, the day before, a huge story broke out on multiple news networks about Wish.com. And this story was basically a couple of people were looking online, Wish.com, and they found some items that were insanely expensive. Okay, so like, I'm stop real quick. It is Mayfair. You're talking about Mayfair. You're not talking about Wish. Mayf- Wait, Mayfair. Wayfair? Wayfair. Thank you, Wayfair. Was it? Oh, so was I thinking the wrong. Yeah. Was it Wayfair? It yeah, was it was Wayfair. Yeah. Okay. Either way, W online store, big. So like like dressers that were being sold for thirty thousand um, dollars, and uh, like like cabinets that were being sold for like like there were some cabinets that were being sold for millions of dollars. You know, just things like that where it was just like. Wow, this is crazy. Why are they? Why are they like this? Um, and then people started noticing there were names associated with these cabinets. You know, you know, like how like like you have a, a cabinet and it's got like oh, it's like when you go to an IKEA and you see this cabinet, it's called the Stella or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so they had all these names uh, attributed to it, and they were all different names and there were all this different stuff. So you know, people were like, why? what's going on so like and um they had certain skew like people were doing research on the skew numbers and stuff like that so a bunch of people were like this is this is really weird this is kind of suspicious let's try to find out some information about this right so um it was really weird because a lot of the names were like girls names and they were trying to figure out like like and some of them were pretty weird. Like, why would you name a cabinet like, um, or why would you name like a piece of furniture after like this name? And it's like an off-spelled name of a of a girl's name or something like that. So people were like, why would you why would you do that? And then charge twenty five thousand dollars for this cabinet. Um. So people started putting these names into search engines and they started popping up with missing persons people who were reported as missing um children specifically then people started noticing the skews the skew numbers are not like normal skew numbers so they started putting that into um trying to find out where what's going on with that and there was supposedly reportedly a russian website that is since been removed and taken down um, where you can purchase people um, as sex slaves and the SKU numbers for a lot of the items matched up with SKU numbers for the people on this Russian website so it was a huge thing Wayfair doubled down and on the whole thing and said no these it's just industrial cabinets. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still listening. Oh, okay. Sorry, I just quiet. I yeah, was yeah. like, I was like, oh yeah. man, I can't believe I've been talking this whole time and probably nothing has been heard. I like <laughs> every once in a while just to make sure we're okay. Or one of these days we'll share a video. I don't know, but keep going. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but that's the thing is, is it's just it like this whole thing kind of blew up overnight and then. 
overnight everybody kind of forgot about it. And uh, Wayfarer removed all of the items off of their website. The Russian website was removed the next day. There was a lot of stuff that you know, and, and it's like it's like okay, well now, and then the news firms, um when they started picking it up, they didn't see anything because nothing was there anymore. And then Wayfair Wayfair admitted that there were items that were exorbitantly priced on their website, but they said that it was that it was just oh these are industrial for industrial purposes. But it's like why are you well why are you using a, like a, there was a, a a children's blanket for sale for like a hundred and eighty thousand dollars or something. It's like how is that industrial an industrial item? So it, that all started that all kicked off this whole thing because now you got that now people are like whoa oh boy. Sex traffic is a real thing, and this is a cause I could stand behind. Not those silly Black Lives Matter people, but mm. I'm assuming you're not. Yeah, this is a quoting. cause I could stand. Okay. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I'm quoting. Okay. But, but, the, but you know how people are. It's like, oh, this is a this is a cause I could stand behind. I agree with nobody. No, you know, sex trafficking. It's a horrible, despicable thing. So yeah. and, and you're, now you now continue. You're, now, you're, now you're cutting into kind of what I wanted to go with. By the way, man, like I, I have to say that it, that I, that was bullshit. The Mayfair thing is is bullshit. What do you mean? That was, that was all 4chan bullshit. We, which Mayf- I could see not, it. Mayf- Mayfair is not running uh, a. Well, well, but but the thing is, is Wayfair admitted there were uh, there were items on their website that were. Way exorbitantly overpriced. Yeah, because they're fucking retail. But they, <laughs> but they said that. But, but they, here's the thing: is is what they said with it. Like instead of denying any of the accusations, they go, "Well, they were just industrial cabinets." They For were trying, they were trying to tie some executive to to I, I want to say it's Epstein or somebody else, but that turned out to be bullshit too. Like there was, it was more than just those website reportings. There was people like trying to like dox people. From the company to try to show that they were connected to other sex traffickers, and it was all bullshit. Yeah, either either way, it just seems way too fishy for it. And again, I'm never gonna say anything until like, like well, I'm not this, gonna be like this is what I fully believing into. it, but it does seem fishy. This is what I wanted to get into because it, it pivots off what you were trying to say. Okay. Like I said in the beginning, I'm obviously not here to stop any efforts to stop trafficking and and, pedophil- and the fight against pedophilia. But there are concrete ways to do that that is not chasing a wild theory. And that's what this was. Like, it, it might be true. I'm, this, I definitely don't put it past rich assholes to do this. Because, this, because that's that's who's doing it like at, at that scale it's rich assholes that are doing that bullshit so oh yeah put it put it past it i do doubt that they would be so blatant because the internet is way too big to put it on a fucking wafer website you can do better than that the dark word is web is not hard to get a hold of and is not already regulated so why are you putting on true Wayfair? but besides that the problem i have with that is that people look at that or and go like you kind of were saying 
I'm not jiving with Black Lives Matter, insert your reason why you're not jiving with it, but this I can jive with because it's fucking easy. It yeah. Is, it isn't brave to be against pedophilia. We should absolutely do everything we can to prevent it, but don't come in here being brave, acting brave like you're the, like you're championing something no one else is. And that's all that I see in social media is people cutting into other conversations going, well, what about trafficking and pedophilia? Who said anything against that? We're always working on that. We could always do more, but we're always working on that. Don't make this a whataboutism thing. Don't think because we're focusing on USPS or, or, or whatever Trump's doing this week or Black Lives Matter and thinking that we're, we're purposely taking away time and resources and focus away from other issues, including this one. Point number yeah. one is that that is absolutely happening. But and and I thank you for bringing up that point because yeah. that pisses me off more than anything. Is when people are like, well, like, like, like when people are like, oh, well, when I when I come up with a complaint about Donald Trump and everybody's just like, well, Joe Biden will do it. Like, I don't care about Joe Biden. I'm not talking about Joe Biden. I'm talking about Donald Trump. He's doing it right now as we speak. And he's not being who cares. Yeah, he needs to be held accountable for it. It doesn't mean that he can't, you know, it doesn't mean that you can't sit there and go like, hey, I, I support a cause. Um, I support multiple causes. You know, you can't. Yeah. Why can't you? What do you have to be one track minded? Exactly. And, and and really, it's not one track minded. It's that I support the cause that because I'm against this cause. Exactly. That's it's, really all it is. This isn't mutual exclusivity when it comes to causes like this. There's six billion people in the world, seven billion people in the world. Surely we can fragment enough to make varied efforts against all the world's problems. We we always do. Yes, we should actually. Yeah. You know. You know. We're, two weeks ago, we had na you know tra National Trafficking Day to bring more awareness. We have this kind of stuff. It's there. We're there. The other, the second point about that Which? is that there there are. Ways to currently help combat trafficking. That's not work, trying to figure out a weird conspiracy. Again, the world is yeah. full of conspiracies that are true. Like, like the, uh, the, um, God, what was the one with the psychics in the? Like, uh, like how, like how Jeffrey Epstein is still alive. Yeah, Je Jeffrey Epstein's a, is a big old conspiracy that, that we we know is still going on. Um, what what is the, the program about psychics in the CIA? The military was training. What is that called? God damn. They took LSD. The men who stare at goats. Yeah, yeah, but what, what's that program called? Why am I forgetting it? This the men who, the men who stare at goats. No, no, no. But what is the government program called? Project, uh, the. Oh, Operation. Um. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay, wait, wait. I'm gonna Google this. Real famous government conspiracies. It's gonna come up. Nope. Like CIA. It was Operation something. Oh, Project MK Ultra. That's right. MK Ultra. MK Ultra. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I think you know this by now, but anyone listening, MK Ultra was fucking true. Granted, it didn't create psychic, psychic like soldiers, but they sure fucking tried. But it was a, it was a, it was a, it was yeah, it was a real thing. The movie The Men Who Stare at Goats, by the way, mm -hmm. um, is about that. Yeah. So. And that know, is. You know how we what found, how we officially them. found out about that? By the way, it was a mistaken uh, Freedom of Information Act. Somebody filled in a Freedom of Information Act. The government supplied the documents as per the act, 
and accidentally put in files for that program. And we knew 100% <laughs> assured that, oh, yeah, you see, we told you it was real. Like, bro, I'm, <laughs> I'm not here to tell you that conspiracy theories aren't real either. I, I'm totally for that. Well, UFOs are real now. Yeah, but, oh, yeah, that's a, another thing, too. But the, the fervor I saw going to this Wayfair stuff is like, Man, if you have such fervor, something that's that is ambiguous at best, where is that fervor when it comes to you know to donating donating money to programs that are helping children or prevent people from being trafficked, or like so many other things we can concretely do to combat this and the people and again the people who are who are sharing these social media posts, I don't sh- sure as fuck don't see them post about that, but when it's times times the time comes to put a conspiracy theory about the latest you know elitist thing going on. Even if it might be true, it seems like you just take the fucking easy route. It pisses me off. Yeah. No, because and, – and here's the thing. We uh, – if we fix our government, a lot of those problems start to fall in the line. Yeah. Put the government we, back in the hands of its people. We lack a, a lot, lot of comprehensive legislation that would help combat this. In part because some, oh, of but, our, uh, some of our legislators end up doing that fucked up shit, so you know from the inside it, things are fucked up. And yes, like I said before, we keep have very in mind, powerful rich people that get get up in this and they use their influence to get away with shit. Absolutely, that. I think happen. that's that's the perfect time to remind you of of Mitch McConnell's response to this: is we should take a month long hiatus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of this. We, we, clearly, his priorities are there. The other thing is. That yeah, we know where his priorities. And statistically speaking, child predators come very close to the family. They're not – yeah. this is an unfortunate fact. It's not some sh- – sometimes it's a shady organization for sure. Let's not discount that. But by well, hyper-focusing on that, you're afraid to, to look at you know, – family members who are potential – can potentially be that to your children, unfortunately. I'm don't for, don't forget and that. priests were fucking child molesters in my own fucking religion, people that we should be fucking trusting. So, Don't forget that. Uh, what is it? Like seventy percent of uh, kidnappers know the victim. Yeah. And but yet we don't want to accept that as our reality that somebody I know could do it. And that seems to be fucking suspicious to everybody. But but don't put so much effort in these external away from you sources and and excuse everything else that's going on in your life. Well, and see, and that's the same mentality. That's the same kind of mentality that I see all the time because it's not – it doesn't – it isn't just limited to that. You you hit it right there. It's the majority of people. It's somebody that they know. So if you know that somebody in your family is a sexual – a sex offender, a pedophile is is, is going to be there, and you have the idea. You have have signs. You have an idea. You know. I mean you can tell. It's a, it's not like they're trying to uh, it's it's not like they're really that great at hiding it. Exactly. Like Which, like like yeah. go ahead, sorry. But the, but the thing is, is 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 people turn a blind eye to it. And it's because it's family, because you know the person because you love them, because your family, you know, mm-hmm. you turn a blind eye to it. You, you you prevent them, you put them on a pedestal and say that you know, like, like whether it's snitches get stitches, or whether it's I love this person, I never want to turn them in, or anything like that. Or you put we'll these people. It, we'll, we'll deal with it. You know, not, not even. Yeah, it, yeah. Or we'll do it. Yeah, we'll we'll deal with it within our family. We won't. Who cares about what the rest? 
like it's it's the same kind of stuff that I see with like in, in regards to excusing a lot of things that our politicians are doing or excusing mm-hmm. a lot of things that our higher ups are doing that are excusing a lot of things that the police are doing or excusing a lot of things that a hey political uh, <clears throat> excuse me uh, but excusing a lot of things that the uh, Black Lives Matter movement is doing you can't place everything and nothing is above reproach you can't place everything up on a pedestal yeah. and you have to deal with the criticisms you can't just sit there and go like hey i i love this movement or i love this person and i'm not going to i'm not going to tell them what they're doing wrong yeah, it can't be unconditional there's no improvement if you if it's unconditional there's no improvement because there's no conditions you can't this Go leads into the last bit of it that I think may, I think this might be the most unpopular thing I'm about to say today when it comes to that. Okay. And and I think there's either the personal reasons I think there there's legal precedence for us thinking more rationally about this. So, again, while all this stuff is being put out there, all these different hashtags with the Save Our Children, which by the way, did you know Save the Save Our Children is an actual organization? Yes. Yeah, they started the hashtag and they're actually they're actually doing good stuff. And I'm just sorry to see how it's turned into a, a thing that maybe is more about. Uh, it's more about your stuff. internet points than it is yeah, about exactly. Thank you for the the children. This clickbaity thing that I didn't click on, but I read just the headline. It's it reads, "One state just passed the law to castrate child sex offenders." Alabama. I don't know what state it was. I didn't click on it. Oh, okay. If I had to take a guess, I would say Alabama. The the point I want to make, and I think this led into another conversation I had online this week, is that, again, the other thing that I see people will really be really brave about, but, again, are not very considerate of everything involved, is that why would we praise that, uh, castrating somebody or putting that kind of harm into somebody as a punishment? And let me let me really try hard to articulate this because it's going to sound like I'm I don't know sometimes it feels like I'm, it's like I'm being overly defensive of these kind of things. But Andy, Andy, Andy uh, go ahead. I I think I have an idea. It's it's it's. What I, I to say is is that you know, to at least to I, some uh, degree I don't know if it applies to everybody, but these are sick people, and I think they need help. I think that help is probably going to involve them being jailed or incarcerated in some degree without, you know, a lot of a lot of their freedom stripped. But it doesn't mean they need any less help. Because that's because that, other than the existence of pure evil, I'm sure a lot of those people have really shitty situations, and they could use some help. And maybe not be castrated. Just a thought. Again, I I think is it seems. I see a lot of quote-unquote brave people who think that, oh, you're a pedophile, you deserve to be murdered on the spot. Which I I knew exactly, like, that's what I was thinking where you were coming from, by the way. And I'll even admit that I think a lot of that comes from free my own religion. You know, I, I, as, a, as, as a Christian, as a Catholic, we, we believe that everything is forgivable under God. And... All this, all this stuff that people seem so ready, ready to do to, to pedophiles or anybody they think is 
where they, where they go in forgiveness things they can be tortured or or mutilated in some way for me that just doesn't fly like yeah right 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 jail it's can't be let out anymore but it's not the same thing as making them live a tortured life for the rest of their lives or getting or being or because i'm not i'm not for the death penalty so i don't think they should be murdered either Say something so I can. I think. (laughs) I think it varies. I think. I think. I think there's a a little more variables in it because I think you're right. I think with with a lot of them, it's just it's it's a sickness. It's it's you know something. But then with some of them, and and this goes the same way with, with with murderers like serial killers or anything like that. There, there are some people who are just too depraved to be reformed there are consequences to to every action in life and even even though i say from a religious standpoint things can be forgiven it doesn't mean you you get a free pass in in society because right society has has limits on what it can accept without without you losing some some something and in this case, right. these folks, I think, weren't losing a lot of their freedoms as granted by the government and granted by, but even by just by being human sometimes. But I don't think that includes torture. But that's a that's a that's a very well right. I mean, torture is uh, isn't anything that we shouldn't ever torture somebody. Come on, that's ridiculous. Well, even though, they, even though so it's still to say that like yeah, uh, we should castrate. Well, well, I mean, I, I mean, if you think about it this way, because it's a. It, a sexual abuser tortures their victim. They do. Yeah. That's a hundred percent what happens. But like, you should. That doesn't mean you should allow yourself to become a torturer. Yeah. Or you shouldn't allow somebody else to torture the torturer. It's the whole, like, 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 premise of question of, um, like, kind of same thing. Like, like, remember Dexter. For example, uh, the show where he's a serial killer, murder serial killers, and towards the end of the show, there was still the whole thing. It's like, well, I mean, at the end, you're, just, you're still a serial killer. Yeah. You've still murdered and tortured people. Yeah. Like, that's still wrong. It doesn't matter if if you've done it for a quote-unquote just cause or anything like that it's it's still wrong so i just don't you know i get where you're coming from with that i i I just don't think i don't think we as a society should put that upon anybody or put that upon ourselves and again i readily admit that this is a personal opinion but if i however i I, well if i can add one thing to i think that makes it a little takes out of the personal and more of how it impacts how giving into that you know that easy mode of persecution again these people probably deserve it but when you give into it there are consequences to that the best example i have yeah is that in the obama era there was a couple of pedophiles i actually think they were from mexico which you know unfortunately with everything we've been hearing it seems like it's almost like cheap shot but I yeah think or they were they were they were from they were not they were not originally american but at some point between them com, com, either committing a, a like a sexual abuse or, or 
or pedophilia or something like that, something serious. They were sex offenders to some degree. I forget to what harsh degree, but let's say we assume it's probably the worst degree, other outside of killing somebody. Between that event and when they were caught and convicted, they became citizens of the United States. I remember that, yes, they were from Mexico. Yeah. As a result of their conviction, it was decided in the Obama era that if you were convicted of a felony before you were a naturalized citizen, the government now has the right to revoke you of your citizenship. Yep, I remember that. At that time, when this was being put in through the courts and it was being decided on, you can bet that it was hard to find a defense or a sympathy for the for, for these two sex offenders to, oh, you're going to remove their citizenship? Fine, do it. They don't fucking deserve it. And they probably didn't. Now, cut yeah. to some years later. A woman working in Florida also came, came from overseas, I, I think from a South American country. She comes and works for, I think it's like a real estate firm or, or some law firm as a secretary, does the work for them, yada yada. Between the time she did that work and when before she came became a naturalized citizen, she was found, her company, not her, her company that she worked for was found to have been doing absolutely felony, felony, felony level charges, fraud charges. Yeah. And she, because she was a secretary, but honestly, she was unwitting. She didn't know what she was doing. She was just doing what she was being told. The prosecutors in her case told her at that time, if you plead guilty to this felony, we will give you no jail time or minimal jail time. Like I, some, something that obviously she can live with because she accepted the deal. So she pled guilty to a felony charge to a crime that really she did not commit. She was just involved by association. She didn't know any better. She just had shady prosecutors who wanted to win and yeah. was hurt for it. She was yeah. convicted, was naturalized, and then now in the Trump administration, this these records came, came out. Oh, we see that before you were naturalized, you committed a felony. Due to this already pre-existing precedent that became because of, because we did these two child molesters and thought that was a-okay we now have president that says if you committed a felony we can revoke you of your of your citizenship yeah and that's what they did they revoked her of her citizenship and then she they deported her to a country she had not been in for decades and where she is now who fucking knows mm-hmm. the moral of that story is that because it was so fucking easy to punish these child molesters everything be damned to punish them and the yeah. consequences were not considered and we became a worse country for it honestly just to punish these two people so that's that's what I'm trying, the other thing I'm trying to get at you can't let yourselves be overwhelmed by taking such pride in being anti-pedophilia I'm you're fucking brave. Congratulations that you're anti-pedophilia. I, well, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a brave stance. Well, people t- are so fucking proud of it. That's why they do all these different hashtags. And again, another thing is, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but the, 
the majority of the hashtags that I see for this are from people who, again, were silent about so many other fucking things this last year. But all of a sudden, they come out yep. of the woodwork to talk about this. So make that the conclusion you will at this point. But that's what I'm talking about. That's when yeah. they speak up because for them, that's the easiest thing to see. There's no controversy. They get to act like they're participating in something worthwhile. And they're doing without thinking about anything about it because they just want the fucking internet points, like we said before. And that's what pisses me off about this. We're just yeah. so ready to to throw our, our hatred and 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 persecution at somebody, even someone who kind of deserves it, if we're being honest. And everything else. Uh, not kind of, but they deserve it. You know what I mean. They are, they they do deserve it, but yeah, what what they deserve, you 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 better be thinking about that. Because there's more to it than just getting free reign on how to punish somebody. Yeah. Anyway, rant over. And end of the rant. Um. Yeah, pedophiles. I show no mercy for them, to be honest. Just for me, I'm not going to. I, I just would like a show. Maybe you can consider it about about where that stance takes you, but right, and there's and that's the thing. Like, like I get, I get it. Like, like I was saying earlier, I get what you're talking about. I get where you're coming from and everything. But it's just, it's still to me is still just it. Like, like you're saying, and it's not trying to take the easy route or anything like that. It's a, it's a, it's still something that needs to be said. Yeah, absolutely. Like, there's, screw them. There's, people, there's people, a, people, people like Jeffrey issue. Epstein. Yeah. People like Jeffrey uh, Jeffrey Epstein, especially. He, he's. I mean, it's not, and the worst part about somebody like Jeffrey, because I just watched that, the documentary on Netflix about it, mm-hmm. or I've been watching the documentary on Netflix about him, and the, I think his goes beyond just simple pedophilia. It's his it's, it's use of his power, his wealth to um be able to go through it. he's guilty of a lot more than just pedophilia mm-hmm. and that's a, that's a problem to me and it's it's uh it's pretty crazy and so it i that's why i say i think it varies by situation because obviously there are some people who it is a mental illness um it is something where like they they just they don't comprehend why they do it but it happens you know it's just something that's it's just there um for them and that's something that i mean if again like you were saying even if the help is just locking them away they they need help for that but then there are some people like Jeffrey Epstein who <sighs> um no, we can't even judge him because he's he's dead now so not nothing to evaluate there anymore yeah, or or if cons- according to conspiracy theories, if he's dead, <laughs> but <laughs> but no, like he he got what was coming to him. He deserved that. Oh, he deserved okay. that. Yeah, I'm not losing sleep over every. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna sit there and go like, sleep over uh, Jeffrey Epstein is dead. Uh, man, if only we had given him a second chance. No, yeah. no, I don't. I don't believe in that. Yeah, so I, I think it just varies. I think it varies by situations. I think I, there are some people who are just too despicable consider, for reformation. Consider those situations because then we end up 
making regrettable decisions. But you're right. You've got to, you've got to consider those situations, and you and may not hard. like it. That's what, it's hard to because you're probably not going to like it. Because it sounds like you're like like well, I don't want to be like I'm defending a fucking pedophile. Well, that's it, not really what you're doing. Just but. I don't know. I don't know why that's... To me, it makes all the sense in the world. So it's like, that's why it's so hard for me to try to explain this. Like, for me, it's just basic human decency to have this kind of thinking. But I don't know. You know? Again, it's part of his personal of my religion and what I, how I take my, how I interpret my religion. So I think there's that involved in it, too. So I don't know. Right, right. Which I totally get on that. I, I can understand where you coming from on that too but yeah. more than anything I would say consider what I said about the politi- about the, the legislative part of it is that look look what happened when when you put poured all your hate into those two child molesters look what it what it wrought because that one lady that I made the example of she's not the only one and then like situationless uh, situations like that is true but like but like the thing is, is like, I mean why why did you deport Child molesters. If they were child molesters, keep them in jail. Like because because for for us Americans, the, the most punishment you can do is making somebody not American anymore. It's because the rest of the world sucks, definitely. So send them, get them out. Of yeah, the exactly. The rest of the world sucks so bad. You could just kick them out of the country, and you know they'll be worse off than if they were in jail. That's what I'm saying. For the rest it's, of their lives. That's why it feels like some small-minded thinking, which sometimes. It feels like some small-minded thing when it comes to this. Sometimes it does, but that's just—I mean, that's the—that's the strategy. That's a strategy that's been employed on us since the 1980s. The yeah. divide and conquer. This is, and this is all assuming that 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 someone didn't like purposely see that happening. That like, ooh, if we set the precedence now, that means we can. Like, I'm almost cynical enough to think that that might have been done on purpose, with, with the intent that now they have the legal capacity to kick out people. They 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 find to remove people's citizenship. You know what that means to remove somebody's citizenship, and how we didn't take it yeah. seriously enough, and now the possibility exists. We're supposed yeah. to keep. We're supposed to take that fucking seriously. And look how easily we created a loophole to remove someone's citizenship. To remove someone's fucking citizenship. Mm-hmm. A loophole because we didn't want them. That's some dangerous shit. Yeah. So. It was a big, big problem. All of this. So we're at two hours now, buddy. <laughs> We've been yeah. We're at two hours. Cool. Well, we made up for last time. Yeah, I'm already, like, because I've been up since, like, five. So I'm, like, already yeah. sitting over we, here, like, oh, starting to get tired. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, I think we can start, you know, heading for the, for the finish line here now. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. You got anything else you want to close us out with? Ah, uh, jeez, oh, like we missed a lot. We missed a lot while we were gone, and it's gonna take us a while to catch back up. I, I hope we covered a lot of it, but like even the, even with covering a lot of this stuff, it's just been it's been so much. It's been so much happening, and I wonder if it's because because a lot of people are staying at home, and so they're like. Oh, look at this is happening now. Oh my gosh. Like who who would have thought about that? Like, whoa. <laughs> have you, have you I wonder how much of his the, 
the way they're saying is that because there's isn't sports or distract us, people are like actually sitting down and thinking, "Oh shit, the world exists." Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> I think that's what it is. I think that's why everybody's so eager to get sports back because we're tired of looking, thinking about the depressing world, or the elites are just tired of uh, of us questioning them. Exactly. I'm with you on that. <laughs> One of the two. How dare you question us? How dare you sit at home and think? That's why they want to open up the government again. I don't know why they want to open up the country again. You know what? There is one last thing we can, we can mention before we sign off real quick. Oh, um, yes. Just just to make clear, because I've, I've been seeing this. I've, well, I've only seen this in one place. and it. I, so the president's brother died of COVID. Oh, yes. That was very sad. I had no idea. I had no idea he had a brother. Yeah. I, I think I heard it once, but obviously it's it's sad that like i said in the very beginning i don't want wishes on anybody and it's sad that it happened and he died of it, it that that's unfortunate we if anything it proves that no matter how fucking rich and influential you are COVID can fucking get you if nothing else but but yeah. i was surprised to see that i mean i am not surprised that there was going to be some fraction of the world population that went fucking good because people are terrible terrible people exist Right. Yeah. What I don't get is that people who I think are reasonable look at that and go, "You see, everyone on the left thinks that way." It's like, and that's not, if you that honestly think generalization. That, not, yeah, if you honestly think that's true, then you're not, you're not, you're fucking tone deaf. You're not fucking paying attention. And guys, if you're listening to our fucking podcast, all we're telling you is to pay fucking attention because no, it wasn't. I think they even said it was trending at some point. I didn't fucking see it trending on Twitter. I, I never look at Twitter, but I checked for that, and it fucking was not trending. So, yeah, these people in their fucking fucking echo chambers want to think that everyone everyone on the left thinks the same way, like it's all fucking monolith. But and yeah, if you actually if you actually did post a, a wrong Trump hashtag, fuck you, for sure. Fuck you for being <laughs> an asshole. But I, well, I and that's a, was any kind of majority or even a large minority of people who were for that. Yeah, and that's the problem. It's just everything is just generalizations, attack, cancel, like, you know, all this kind of stuff. Like, I just uh, everybody is so on edge, so on the attack. Like, calm down. Let's start thinking about this kind of stuff. But let's not sit there and go like, hey. You have a different opinion than I do. Screw you! I'm gonna like take out your whole house, your family, and, and all this. You know, it's it's. Oh, it's uh. Make, next time we record, I have to bring up that judge whose whose son and, and husband was killed. That's another story. I mean, right okay, now, you'll have to bring that up. Anyway, but it, it's just you know, to, this is why we started this podcast to do the common ground attack, like why we called it common ground attacks this is because it's 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 one of the things like i know i said the name of the podcast <gasps> oh my gosh um but it's it's one of the reasons why we like why i wanted to start this why i know uh, i know you went along with it is because mm-hmm. you know we're we're trying to do our best at getting opinions out there but we're also trying our best to not get so um, vitriolic and upset about it. You know what I mean? Like we're we're trying to 
work out issues or we're trying to look at issues and see them from both sides because that's one of the things that nobody is doing these days. If you're a Democrat, I guarantee you you're not seeing anything from the Republican side. If you're a Republican, I guarantee you're not seeing anything from the Democrat side. You I hear that? That's it. <laughs> that's a generalization that I'm yeah. talking about, <laughs> which is what you. everybody does. Oh. Well done. I can do that. No, it. it <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, it, like, like the generalization is really what 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 drives me nuts. Um, the generalization, the putting organizations on a pedestal, putting your party before you. You, you're putting it's it's that's all you know that's all they ask and and like you said in the, before thinking that anybody or anything is a, is above criticism yeah i i and, and that's what boggles my mind is i talk bad about trump and i'm catching flack from my family from talking bad about trump like i'm sorry guys and if my any of my family is listening i don't care about donald trump i don't like donald trump i don't want to make any excuses for donald trump I never want to see Donald Trump in the White House ever again. I'd rather see him on the golf course than in the White House. But damn, they're gonna have a picture of him now, so he will he will always be in the White House now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Hesley. <laughs> oh, maybe maybe the maybe we can uh, uh, maybe we can have the British sack the White House again and burn it down. I was to the thinking ground. the same thing. <laughs> Another war war in 1812. <laughs> Like, like, just thing. let's go in there, burn it down, burn his picture, and be like, oh, the British Oops. did it. <laughs> what are we going to do? They burned one picture, though. It was really That's weird. It's a little fucked up that we both thought of the War of 1812 to get rid of his picture. That's a little fucked up. <laughs> I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> anyway, um, but, but like, this is this is the ending note. I mean, we're not gonna sit here in our current political climate, and like I I don't know about you, but I'm not taking anybody's side on anything. And I mean, I'm, at this point, I'm still gonna vote Democrat, but you know, I'm gonna do it kicking and screaming. See, and then that's the thing. I'm voting for me, yours truly. Because because right now I feel like I feel like everything is so argumentative, and thank goodness it's thank goodness it's thank goodness it's argumentative and not like a civil war or anything. Like, like I appreciate that we're not like pulling guns on each other over this stuff <clears throat> as much. Just the federal trip. Yeah, just <clears throat> yeah. Um. Yeah, exactly right. Um, it, it, I appreciate that we're, as a country, are still trying to keep it at least a little bit civil, but it's not. It's just not. It's not civil. By the way, There's it, no discussions. Do you, do you think Arizona has a possibility of a swing state? Do you think, or do you think we're still pretty red here? Oh, uh, I don't know about Phoenix. Phoenix is a little been up there blue, in a while. more blue than I thought it was before. I yeah. But yeah. plenty of other... If it's, other if it's a lot... If the, well, Tucson's definitely blue, so mm -hmm. Arizona's a swing state. 
And Phoenix is a lot more blue right now than Arizona's swing state. Catch that, everybody. Arizona's full of happy, happening swingers. <laughs> we have those swinger communities. <laughs> uh, we have a lot of swings at the park that are unbearable to ride on. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> I don't swing that. Don't. <laughs> I don't swing that. I don't swing in the park swings. <laughs> Too hot. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked Too because I'm getting TV. tired. <laughs> um, but yes, no, I, I, I think. Happily fucking sign up. Moral of the story is. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'm doing this right now. Moral of the story is whole thing. Find common ground. Stop fighting each other. Attack. Just listen. Don't put everybody above reproach. Uh, don't put anybody above reproach. Or anything. Boom. Or anything. Any organization. Double any boom. person. Sonic boom. Boom. Mic drop. Let's get the hell out of here. Thank Bye, you all for watching. We'll talk again later. Good night. Until next week, we're going to record another podcast, and it's probably going to be two hours of us catching up again. Boom. <laughs> yes. <Boo. laughs> yes, so much. So much. It's so much stuff. Oh, my God. Anyway, good night, guys. Bye. Thank you for watching. Bye-bye. Where am I?